It's Today Explained. I'm Noel King. Russia has invaded Ukraine by land, air and sea from the north, south and east. Russian troops are making for the capital, Kiev. This invasion was maybe just as much doubted as it was feared. Now it's a reality. Today on the show, we're going to hear from Ukrainians about what they've been experiencing over the last day. The first person we called, Kuri Vasil. Здравствуйте, Васил, это Фима Шапира. No one at Today Explained speaks Ukrainian, but our engineer Afim Shapiro does speak some Russian, and he volunteered to translate. Would you tell me your full name? And where are you now, Mr. Vasil? In the town of Lviv in Ukraine. But we got a little turned around linguistically. Is that in the north or the south of the country? Uh, is that in the uh, at the at the na, at the na, uh, na Ukraine, da? Na zapadie. That is in the uh, in the zapadie. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, so, Mr. Vasil told Afim, "Hold on a second. Let me call my niece, Yulia." Hello. Hello. Yulia, my name is Efim Shapiro. Yulia Lopushinska ended up translating her uncle's Ukrainian into English, and she answered a few of my questions, too. My uncle and I, we live here in the western Ukraine, and here are no Russian troops, well, yet, and they are on the eastern side of Ukraine. Are you doing anything to prepare right now for an invasion if Russian troops do reach you? He refuses to answer this question because he hopes that they will not invade the whole territory of Ukraine. He doesn't even want to engage with the question. We believe in our army and they will not let Russian troops invade to the full scale our country. Yulia, I understand what your uncle is saying. But are you doing anything to prepare, or do you also have complete faith in the Ukrainian military? Well, I think the same way my uncle thinks. Uh, but frankly, I have all, my family and I, we have all our documents ready uh, if it happens to leave. We do not want to do that. We are home now. We do not want to do that. We try to stay safe and calm, especially calm. But if it happens, well, I do not want to think about that if it happens, because it's, it's really uh, scary and frustrating if it happens. Does anything look different in your city today? Are there more people out on the streets? Are there more soldiers out on the streets? Or does everything look normal? In general, all Ukrainians, they are calm. The people who live in big cities, they have taken their children to small places, smaller villages. But in general, the situation is calm here and people are ready to protect their territory, their country, because we have been living with the situation for eight years now. It all started in 2014 when uh, Russian troops first invaded Ukraine. So we have been, well, getting ready to that. 
so everybody is ready to protect. In what way are you prepared to protect yourselves? Do you have guns in the house? Do you have food supplies? How are you ready? For now, uh, we have no food supplies because everything is in the stores. We are not in panic. But like most of Ukrainian men, they are ready to take the guns into their hands and protect the territory. Okay. Uh, nobody is thinking about leaving or stepping back. A big amount of Ukrainians do not wait for the science. They leave their houses and they go to the eastern part of Ukraine to support and help and protect. Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion of your country. What do you think of him? Well, I pray for him. Not many people support me in that, but I want him to change. I want him to be to think different because we are peaceful nation. Ukraine is a peaceful nation, people who do not want to fight or do not want the war. My uncle would not approve that. Maybe he would say something different. Uh, but I know some people from Russia, and I know that they support Ukraine. Not everybody is against. So it depends, you know? Yes, Yulia, I, I hear what you're saying. You're praying that Vladimir Putin changes his mind and stops this. So you are hopeful. What does your uncle think about Vladimir Putin? Okay, I will ask him. Uh, uh, he thinks that Vladimir Putin is crazy, has gone crazy. Uh, his actions, they are illogical. It's even difficult to think about his actions. His soul is to the full amount with devil. His soul is full of the devil. And so I think your uncle is not praying for Vladimir Putin. Uh, <laughs> He says that he is praying, especially his wife is praying. And all around Ukraine, uh, in different uh, churches, cathedrals, people get together to pray nonstop, like 24-7, for the peace between the countries. How do you feel today about being Ukrainian? I feel proud to be Ukrainian. Sometimes I start crying, and it's uh, a lot of, of questions popped in my head. Uh, why? For what? Why? Why does it? Uh, why has it happened? Why is it happening right now? And especially when people all over the world, uh, even from the United States, from Europe, when people write to me and they know what is happening, and I feel proud. I feel really proud for my country. I feel proud for my army, because people are ready to protect, people are ready to stand. They are not just former Soviet Union Republic, that they are part of Russia, as Vladimir Putin thinks. And I am uh, sure that now the world knows that Ukraine is not 
the Ukraine. It is Ukraine. It is without this article that sounds like the former Russian Soviet Union. No, it is our country, and I feel really proud of it. And how does your uncle feel about being Ukrainian right now? Very proud. For now, it is the only nation. There are no more nations in the whole world uh, which stands with the gun against Russian Federation. When it happened in the United States, the 11th of September in New York, the whole world was with the America, the whole world supported and prayed for America. And uh, today in Ukraine, it is not only two buildings. These are the whole cities, buildings, villages, cities. Yulia, I hope that you and your children and your uncle and the rest of your family are all safe. I really genuinely want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. And we will keep your uncle's number and we will check back in with you, okay? Yeah, but I'll translate for him. Thank you for your conversation. And we would like to be in touch with you if it will continue for a while, if it will continue to continue. If we don't live. My uncle says, sure, if we are still alive. Oh dear. Oh dear. Mr. Vasil. Thank you. Thank you. Slava Ukraini. Thank you and glory to Ukraine. Support for the program today comes from NetSuite. Good news for people who love cloud financial systems. I see you. The less you spend on operations, the more money you get to keep. It's just a fact of life. And you don't even need to be a math major to figure out that fact. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system. And according to the company, can bring accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. And isn't that what we're all after? You can reduce IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, like a Care Bear, accessed from anywhere. You can also cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You can improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financial program. For a few more weeks, you can head to netsuite.com slash explained, netsuite.com slash explained, netsuite.com slash explained. Support for Today Explained comes from Indeed. Hiring can be difficult. You can hope and pray and ruminate on how to find the perfect candidate, or you can turn to something more reliable, a smart piece of technology like Indeed's matching engine. According to Indeed, that matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences for job candidates, so it becomes more accurate over time. The more you use it, the better it gets. 
Indeed also lets you ditch some of the busy work, scheduling, screening, messaging. According to Indeed data, they have over 350 million global monthly visitors. They also did a survey that showed 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Listeners of Today Explained will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Today Explained. You can go to Indeed.com slash Today Explained. Let them know you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Today Explained. Terms and conditions do apply. Need to hire? Asks Indeed. You need Indeed. After we got off the phone with Yulia and Kuri, we called Igor Kosov. He's a reporter at the Kiev Independent. Uh, I had to stop by my apartment, uh, but um, I was earlier taking shelter at a uh, in a subway station because there was a um, threat, a credible threat of a possible bombing uh, of Kiev. What did it look like in the subway station? People sitting around in winter clothes, some with kids, some with pets, um, just trying to do their best to stay um Stay upbeat, stay calm. Um, everyone was just acting normal, I guess. Um, but it's like everyone knows it's not normal at all. How long were you there for? I was there for a couple of hours. I might go back there depending on the situation. Um, everything's moving really fast. So we might have to make choices very quickly if we're going to leave the city or um, what are we going to do. Igor, is there any bombing or any offensive type action in Kiev right now? Um, there were uh, there were explosions in Kiev. Um, there were um, military infrastructure assets that had been uh, attacked, uh, possibly by missiles. Uh, my friend uh, on, in outer in the outer Kiev city uh, woke up to an explosion and a plume of smoke. Um, Fifteen miles from. Uh, Kilometers or miles, I forgot. Um, in uh, there was a fierce battle over the um, Hostomel um, airfield that uh, Russia dropped its uh, airborne troops on top of it and attacked it with attack helicopters. Ukrainian troops uh, uh, brought down a few of them. Um, so there's, and we have information that uh, Russian forces are streaming across the Chernobyl exclusion zone and having captured the power plant. And we have uh, news that uh, several uh, multiple Il-76 transport planes full of uh, airborne troops are on the way um, to Kiev, possibly to try to behead the government. Are you afraid? Well, that's a funny question. I mean, obviously, I'm afraid that there's dread in my gut, just like there's dread in everybody's gut. Um, but I'm just trying to do my best to stay sane and uh, focused and uh, rational. Okay. What's your understanding, Igor, of how this invasion started earlier this morning? Russia attacked from many places at once. That's why it was it spent months encircling Ukraine and building up on, on all sides. Um, they struck from the sea. They struck from... Um, Crimea, they struck from occupied Donetsk and Luhansk, they struck from the north uh, to Sumy, they struck from Belarus. Yeah, they were preparing for this. Um, while it's not a surprise that they struck from all directions, because we've seen them move into position to do exactly that, 
many were surprised that Russia did, in fact, uh, proceed with a full-scale invasion because uh, many thought that uh, an invasion of this scale was um, unlike what was less likely than than um, continued saber rattling, hybrid hybrid uh, warfare, and uh, regional um, attacks. You said that Russian forces are advancing toward Ukraine. That's the information you have to behead the government. What do you think Russia's objective here is? Do you think they want to overthrow Volodymyr Zelensky? I think they want to um, possibly install a puppet regime. And uh, I don't know how long they plan to occupy Ukraine for. I, I do think that they want to change the government in Kiev and install, like I said, a puppet. So they could have control over it. I don't know how successful that's going to be. Um, Ukrainians are pretty united. Um, there's lots of people have weapons. Um, there are territorial defense units that have trained in small unit tactics. And just the hatred, just the, just the, just the sheer evil that's, um, um, Russians are going to have a bad time, I think. I, if they stay and try to occupy, like I said to another uh, outlet just now, behind every blade of grass, there's going to be a gun barrel. Behind every tree, there's going to be a javelin. Behind every corner, there's going to be a knife in the back. But at the same time, uh, this also means possibly hundreds of, uh, well, tens of thousands of lives, Ukrainian lives, that might be lost during this uh, bloody uh, resistance. So I am, I, I don't know how many Ukrainian service members died. It seems like the fighting in multiple cities were fierce. Um, I'm sure that many gave their lives. And just thinking about that is uh, very upsetting to me. Vladimir Putin has promised not to target civilians. Is there any credible information that Russian forces are attempting to avoid civilian casualties? The dozens of civilians have been killed. Um, rockets slammed into uh, rockets slammed into civilian buildings. A child died in that building due to the rockets. Um, there were multiple civilian casualties in multiple cities. And recently, Health Minister uh, uh, Health Minister Yushko, uh, Viktor Yushko said that uh, Russia is deliberately attacking hospitals. I haven't seen independent verification on that, but he's uh, known as a trustworthy man, a trustworthy official. And um, yeah, he says that Russia is attacking hospitals, which is a grave violation of the Geneva Conventions. It's uh, just after 7.30 in Ukraine in the evening right now. Do I have that right? Mm, yes. Okay. So the the sun has set on this day. How right now are ordinary Ukrainians responding? Are people fleeing? Yeah, many have fled throughout the day. There was a big line of cars out of Kiev going out. Some are some have elected not to leave yet. Um, they're saying, or my landlord says that once the artillery starts coming down, then he's going to leave. He's going to bug out with his parents and his kids. Hmm. Um, so some have decided to stay and fight. Uh, there was a general call for everyone who can hold a weapon to come out and fight. So many, many, many men, many women are going to their local recruitment offices to pick up a weapon and possibly die. Uh, some people are just staying at put and seeing what happens. Um, there's a bunch of different uh, strategies uh, that uh, Kiev residents are employing. Um, everyone that I've seen so far, I haven't seen any panic, just determination, you know, edginess, um, and 
really desire to do the best, make the best out of the situation. I wonder what you think about the international community's response so far. Could the United States and the European Union be doing more? Uh, of course they can be doing more. They, they should be doing everything they can to, I mean, obviously I know that NATO troops won't come into Ukraine, which is upsetting, but I understand that they don't want to fight Russia uh, and cause a geopolitical crisis that might go nuclear. But we want you to do more, more quickly, so that we can stop this uh, mad invasion um, as quickly as possible, so the, the, the fewest possible people are killed and the, the least possible damage is done. Igor, do you believe there's any hope for diplomacy at this point? No, no. Uh, Russia no. is, uh, with its actions, what do you mean bet- between Russia and... Between Russia and Ukraine, if Germany were to get involved, if France were to get involved... They're, they're, Russia has shown that it's a permanently hostile state. Um, Ukraine is now, a per- will never forgive. Ukraine is now also now permanently ho- permanently hostile to Russia. Uh, Germany and France, uh, I'm sorry, but they have no spinal cord. They're, they've shown themselves to be spineless appeasers, and they're, they're completely useless. And uh, well, there's nothing anyone can do with diplomacy anymore. Like that, Putin doesn't care. He's shown that he's, he, 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 we're, we're past diplomacy at this point. What I've heard from Ukrainians throughout the day is we don't think the rest of the world is coming to save us. We're going to have to save ourselves. It sounds like you agree. Yeah, I do. I mean, I hope the sanctions sort of have some kind of effect, um, but uh, nobody's coming. I mean, Ukrainians are very grateful for the weapons. They're already being used to destroy Russian tanks and helicopters and planes and stuff. Uh, Everybody is very grateful for the weapons and sanctions would also be good, but um, that's right. Nobody's coming to save them. We're just going to have to live or die on our own. Today's show was produced by Will Reed and Victoria Chamberlain. It was edited by Matthew Collette and Sean Ramos Firm, engineered and partially translated by Afim Shapiro, and fact-checked by Laura Bullard. I'm Noelle King. This is Today Explained. <laughs>